to Connected, a podcast about the operations and the people that make up Chamberlain Group. By this point, it's probably no surprise that we're making a huge effort to transform Chamberlain Group from a hardware-based company into software and services, primarily through our access control app, MyQ. From the MyQ app, you can see the state of your connected hardware, but also control it. And in the midst of our transformation, the catalog of what you can connect to MyQ is getting bigger. On this episode, I'm speaking with Marion Burlack and John Lee, who both played a huge role in the launch of our latest MyQ product, the Video Keypad. So I'm Marion Burlack, Director of Product Marketing over Emerging Products. So oversee the connected MyQ portfolio. Video keypad, smart garage camera, the Yale lock as well, and then some other cameras that we have on the roadmap. Okay, so pretty big portfolio. Yes. And it's all residential? It is all residential. Okay, Okay. and you've been here about a little over two and a half years. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be three years this winter. Walk me through what your career path has been here so far. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, um, I've had some great opportunities mm-hmm. since joining Chamberlain. I actually started in um, Adam Solomon's team under okay. NextGen Sales, and that was a voice of customer and um, NPD role, really a support role for the NPD process tied to our professional sales channel. Okay, and that's our just our overall new product development Correct. methodology. Yes, okay. exactly. So trying to tie in the um, sales team closer to new product development. I was in that role for about eight months and then moved to RBU overseeing Mm -hmm. the core accessories. So you think of our traditional transmitters, our traditional keypads, Mm -hmm. remotes, um, overseeing that portfolio. And then I was group product manager and then moved to the director role in April of 22. My name is John Lee. And uh, I lead the design staff uh, here at the Chamberlain Group. Uh, And what that really means is uh, all of the industrial design team, the UX team, and the market and creative design team roll into me. Mm -hmm. So uh, part of my team works uh, very closely with Marion's team on how we design experiences around physical product. Uh, And the other part of my team works on how we create creative content that really helps us effectively go to market uh, with new products. And that's a relatively new organizational structure, right? It is. I'm kind of breaking the mold here. So I have I have two roles. I came from the experience design side uh, of things, uh, and I uh, recently took on responsibilities for the marketing creative design staff. So um, I have two bosses. Yay! Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> Everyone's favorite thing. And uh, <laughs> we're starting to kind of figure out, you know, how we work together as a team, and we're we're figuring that out. But it's a lot of fun, uh, and I just think that. Um, I love when you can harness creative designers. I love being a designer. That's kind of where I came from. So uh, it's just, you know, you're solving a problem with how you reach and communicate with people or you're solving a problem and how um, people interact with a product or solve a specific problem. John, I'm seeing that you've been here for almost 11 years. Yeah. Does it feel like it? Crafty veteran, I guess you could say. Crafty veteran. Yeah. 
I started here again as an industrial designer. Uh, I, I moved upward to kind of manage that team. And then uh, the Chamberlain Group allowed me to take a bunch of sideways steps that were other avenues of, of growth for me. So spent time in marketing, spent time in global innovation, uh, spent time in connected services, uh, and now back to you know leading the design staff. Tell me a little bit about how the two of you work together on a daily basis. So as soon as I inherited the um, emerging products team, I learned very, very quickly that John and his team will be um, critical partners for my product managers. And as we move through the new product development process, working with John's team is absolutely of the utmost importance from identifying what that problem is all the way through designing a solve for the problem. So it really is a joint effort between, well, these are the problems that we think are there. And then we'll come with some market research on, yes, this actually is a problem, one that we think that we can solve and is large enough and the market is big enough that we think we can go after it and really come up with a good, solid business case. But we have to work hand in hand from day one. Yeah, I think, um, you know, design likes to jump in to uh, projects very early. Uh, and that first kind of initial, you know, kind of jump in is really about understanding the problem um, with a ton of depth. And we often kind of, you know, work in that space collaboratively just by making sure that that problem is real and exists. And there are inklings of a solution that we can kind of bring to the table. And that's early phase kind of concept ideation. Sometimes we do that as a team. Sometimes we actually do that with end users to kind of make sure we're steering ourselves in the right direction. Right. Right. Um, and then, you know, as we kind of get into the design process, which is we're actually, you know, we feel really good about the problem. We feel really good about our solution. Now, how do we make that solution come to life? How do we make it, um, make sure it's on brand for our products? How do we make it sure that, you know, we can make it within our realm of capabilities uh, and ultimately, you know, move forward with something that we can, and as Mary said, is a viable approach for us to kind of develop at the end of the day. And the most recent collaboration that you've had is with the new video keypad, correct? Absolutely. So if you can recall the, we call them legacy keypads, that gray mm -hmm. keypad that we uh, Chamberlain Group has been making for Tried and true. decades. Tried and true. It is reliable. It is dependable. It is the world's best-selling garage keypad. Um, how do we bring it to the 21st century? Mm -hmm. And how do we expand what it means for homeowners. So right now it's just the pin pad that they enter their key, their um, pin into to open the garage, but how do we provide visibility mm -hmm. to the most used entry point in single family homes that have an attached garage? It's a very valuable endpoint. It, absolutely. Yeah. And it hasn't been solved for by some of these other big names in the space. You know, there's a video doorbell, many video doorbells out there. They really kind of um, took a, a hold of for that space for the front door. Mm -hmm. But the garage space was really overlooked up until till now. So this is the predominant entry point, entry and exit point in the home. And we wanted to ensure that homeowners, in particular parents with 
mobile children, so school-age children that are coming and going. We wanted to provide them both the visibility and control over that entry point that didn't exist. Statistically speaking, it is the most used entry point for homes with attached garages. 70 plus plus percent of families use the garage as their primary entry point into their home. Mm -hmm. And it's not just for vehicles. Mm -hmm. The same holds true for pedestrians as well. So with an attached garage, you have 70% as primary entry point with a car. Mm -hmm. But even for um, children and you take your bike out or you go for a walk, still 60 plus percent are using the garage door as primary entry. I want to hear the story of how this product came to be developed and where you fall into that. Um, so, Marion, I understand that you were handed this project in a somewhat early stage of development. Uh, yeah, so I took the project over um, right before D3, which is the part of the new product development process where everything's kind of coming together, it's solidifying, you're making solid commitments around okay. launch date and business case and commercialization. Um, so took it on from that point and then worked with the plan. There was a lot up in the air. There was a lot of elements that still needed to be flushed out. So then it became all about execution and um, bringing the product to market. Right. And beyond even the technical wise, you still had to establish the experience wise, the philosophical wise, why would somebody buy this, right? Yeah, I got involved, you know, very early on in this program uh, in the initial phase. So we call this the discovery phase where we're still trying to kind of like, you know, frame what we want to do. Okay. And we uncovered some pain points um, around home access. And again, like we're deeply um, committed to making home access more simpler for, you know, the average American. And, you know, we found things like, you know, parents struggle to understand when their kids come and go or when they get home from school or soccer practice or something like that. We found problems like, you know, I need to get a neighbor in to let my dog out because I'm not going to make it home in time. Uh, and the ability to just share access is relatively insecure, right? You have to give mm-hmm. a code to your home or you maybe have to like give them a key or you have to tell them where your hide a key is. Mm-hmm. So this idea of, you know, kind of access and, and the information on access, uh, we found very early on could solve some of these problems. And we looked at some of our, our product formats and we said, hey, the keypad is actually something that you could kind of put in between um, users and these problems and make some you know, kind of meaningful headway against solving them. So with any product, obviously, there are going to be obstacles that come up during the development. Um, I'm told that battery life of the product was a huge hurdle in itself, and it's something that we needed to overcome before the project could continue. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I mentioned, this was our first battery-operated camera device that we were bringing to market. And uh, with that, we had to ensure that the firmware working with middleware and software provided the longest battery life possible for the homeowner. Mm -hmm. This was critically important. It was a requirement from day one, and we wanted to make sure that we could provide what they what they need. Um, on our first rollout of testing, the battery life came in much shorter than requirements mm-hmm. and where we needed to be. 
and the work that our engineering team did in order to bring the battery life up. I think we saw about a 10x improvement in battery life wow. from our initial testing to when we launched was absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. It was all data-backed work that they were doing. They were iterating. They would make an adjustment in firmware. They'd roll it out to our testers. The next day, they would test. They would see, okay, yes, that motion sensitivity worked. Oh, no, that that didn't. That, that actually hurt the battery life, so we're going to take that off and we're going to try something else. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just constant iteration to, to bring the motion sensitivity, the sensors. Um, so there's a tremendous amount of work. Everything kind of had to click and work together. Um, and we were able to improve that again, 10x. And right now we are at a, I'd say, industry leading battery life for the product. Yeah. And it's not something that we ever, it was a hurdle because it's something we never really had to solve for in the first place. But that's also really fantastic news that we had the resources to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a scramble. It was just like, okay, we got to put people here to, to solve this problem. Exactly. And then it also allows us to take a, um, a platform approach for future products. When we look out at the roadmap, this isn't going to be our last battery powered product. In fact, it's the first of many that we have coming down the line. Mm -hmm. So the work that we did for video keypad to ensure that we got maximum battery life, we can apply that to all of the other battery products that are coming and that are in the pipeline right now mm -hmm. and um, help and aid with the development process, the development time, and again, ultimately ensure that we're providing the longest battery life possible to our homeowners. Right. And as, as far as testing this, um, because you had mentioned that we did a lot of testing in a lot of different scenarios to solve for, for this big issue. Um, I heard that we were able to leverage a lot of employees' homes to kind of recreate some of those different scenarios. Is that right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, it was really important that we got a variety of locations. We wanted to test different activity levels, so that's really important for battery mm -hmm. life, but then also just how the product functions in general. Um, so we needed to make sure that we had some driveways with minimal activity, some mm -hmm. driveways that were very busy. We needed to make sure that we had cold weather climates and some uh, that are more humid and some that are dry because we just wanted to ensure that we um, we could test in every environment and in every scenario and, and situation. So a huge thank you to so many people in the organization, so many employees that um, helped us with that and had the keypad up and running in their, on their garage from day one. All right. Well, thanks everybody for being guinea pigs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and specifically around the, the, the battery aspect of this, like we always do robust alpha testing and user testing with our products. But when we learned about, um, you know, some of like the battery life related issues, it was pretty much um, an all hands on deck uh, testing regimen. So we had, again, as Marianne said, you know, tens of, of families and households, different types of households living with the product, reporting data back to us sometimes on an hourly basis uh, mm -hmm. from a battery standpoint. So um, the team really rallied around, you know, solving that problem uh, in, in one of the later stages of the, the development process. But um, sometimes that's what it takes. At this point, we're through with development. We have ourselves a working, fully operational, maybe not packaged, but fully operational video keypad. How do we start selling this? Yeah, so um, 
we we took a channel by channel approach. Um, you know, we have this great app, this great website. So how do we make sure that we're informing all of our MyQ audience that we have this product available? So um, the di- direct to consumer approach was a big part of the commercialization plan, and really making sure that um, we had the messaging right because again, new to the world, mm-hmm. right? So no one knows what a video keypad is. So how <laughs> yeah, do we you can't exp- really compare it to anything, right? Exactly. So how do we explain um, what what the product is and what the problem is that it's solving? Yeah, to build off that, we really you know innovated that experience as well with video keypads. So um, you know, as as millions of MyQ users became aware of it, we wanted to make sure that you know when they when they found out what it was and they were thinking of purchasing it, we made that super simple for them. How simple did we make so, it? Well, I'll tell you, Colin. For the first time ever, uh, we offered uh, basically our MyQ users to purchase directly from the app. So we built out a native purchasing experience. Um, you don't have to leave the app or go to a website. Um, we built an in-app. Uh, product display page and mm-hmm. we also implemented digital payment systems so you can use your Apple wallet or your Google wallet to pay for it so basically we offered a you know two-click experience to purchase the product directly from the MyQ app it's ridiculously intuitive it's, totally. uh, it makes sense and yeah. then you know very similar to some of the other aspects of this project is we did this for video keypad but then it's useful for all of the other products in the roadmap those that we're currently selling at least on the MyQ side of course hey, you're selling you're selling the hub the same way now right the, yeah so the, the smart, smart garage control and then also the smart garage camera both in app um, it is it is seamless and um, we'll be able to use the same same technology for all of our future launches, right? And then taking those learnings and applying them to to the rest of the roadmap. I wanted to go back a little bit because, Marion, I think you had mentioned making sure that we're understanding why someone would want to have this in their home, but telling the right story along with it. Uh, Could you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, so I think the best example that I have is I was traveling with the retail sales team who um, I just have to say they, they did such a great job in um, some of these pitches over the past 12 months. Um, so I was traveling quite a bit with them, meeting with the merchants at various retailers and would position and I would give the pitch and I would intro it and, you know, talk about it for a couple of minutes. And they all absolutely loved it. Um, there was one merchant in particular that this just resonated so much with me and I went through it's like a 90 second pitch on the product and and he said that is absolutely great I love it you have sold me I want 10 of them but you're not going to be in my store to pitch this product okay so how do we ensure that that message on the box resonates with shoppers how do we tell that story within three seconds again not really a problem we've ever had to solve before right correct okay right because people know you know if you're shopping for a garage door opener you know what you're looking you know, for yeah you you're know going why you in need there it. to yeah. buy a garage door opener mm-hmm. um and again we're in different sections now so we're in smart home and the shopper may not have garage on the top of their mind and they you know they need to know what the product is so uh, we spend a lot of time and are still again still iterating and still taking learnings and still making adjustments and various retail um, uh, displays um, but all about how do we tell that message within three to five seconds 
And John, you, you helped out with that, uh, with the development of that marketing, right? Yeah. So, uh, again, we, we rallied around this message, keep eyes on your real front door. And that really stemmed from, again, the insight we, we found that the, the driveway in the garage is just like a very busy place for homeowners that have an attached garage. So using visuals of, you know, kids coming and going through that access point, making sure that the visuals had a strong correlation to the software experience. So if you can picture, you know, a kid coming through the garage or having their hand up to the keypad and then seeing the IQ app pop a notification saying that that uh, specific kid or child came home. Uh, we, we really rally around those you know kind of visual assets to, to tell the story, uh, as Marion said, in a, in a very <laughs> brief time span. Why do you think it is that this product stole the spotlight this year over anything else? Yeah. So again, I think because as we said earlier, this is new to market, really solving some fundamental pain points that had not yet been solved. Um, not only do we think it is going to be the flagship product moving forward for MyQ and for Chamberlain Group, but um, really provides almost a gateway into the MyQ ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. And for homeowners or um, shoppers that may not be familiar with MyQ yet, it allows them to um, to experience so much of what MyQ has to offer in one product. Mm -hmm. I think to build on that, it also really was the foundation for making some critical MyQ platform advancements for us. So prior to Video Keypad, MyQ was used for opening and closing your garage door, you know, from our smartphone app um, from anywhere. And, you know, Video Keypad uh, drove us to build more robust user management features. So we didn't have a, a pin management system. Now we know specifically who's coming and going by their opening and closing habits. Uh, on the video keypad. We built some very significant and pretty high-tech uh, video capabilities uh, that we're excited to roll out and use forward in other video products. Uh, and the ability to share access. So again, I talked about that problem around sharing access. With video keypad, you can send a guest pass to someone that you need to get into your house and it's super secure and they can use it for one time or a specific period of time. Um, and, and those are just new to the world you know, kind of foundational elements that now exist in MyQ that didn't exist before. What's the future of this product, and where do we where do we go off of uh, off of here? So I think for people that have purchased a, a video keypad, uh, what they're going to find is that the future is going to unlock some more magic. We are working on a software roadmap that's going to bring new features to this product uh, that will hopefully again solve more compelling problems. Uh, they're specifically centered around video so if you think about um, what a video camera can see and detect um, I can't go into specifics but we're excited about you know what that's going to unlock. Um, and then I also think there's going to be... Was that, was that like, a, like a play on words? You know... <laughs> I'm not trying to tell the future, but um, sometimes it just slips out, you know? Uh, I don't have a crystal ball or anything. <laughs> but I think, too, like, the, the other thing is that 
the future of this product is also uh, going to center around other products that are going to work with it uh, in tandem and complementary coming uh, from MyQ and being a part of the MyQ ecosystem. The future is more about the ecosystem as a whole and what mm -hmm. that, again, unlocks for people. Um, far more than just one individual standalone product. I mean, the keypad is certainly the the start of all of this, but it is just the beginning. And, mm -hmm. you know, you think of the power of um, the a keypad with other cameras and other devices all tied back to a garage opener and just it brings so much value when it's a cohesive system that really provides parents this ability to open, close, control, monitor all of their access points. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of different opportunities for somebody to get within our ecosystem, and only one of them has to get you in the door. Absolutely. For sure. Actually, all of our products will get you in the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll just do it in a super <laughs> seamless and super convenient and super secure way uh, that's hopefully magical and delightful. Thank you for the plug, John. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I have. Uh, thank you both so much for, for sitting down with me and, and, and chatting here, about some, some new and exciting developments. Yeah, for sure. Great, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about the video keypad, head over to myq.com forward slash products or simply open up your MyQ app. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by me, Colin Uthie. Our producer is Megan McClendon. Our music was provided by Envato Elements. 